Welcome to the weekly podcast of the Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petro. VOH Radio brings an in-depth understanding of the scriptures prophetically, rich revelation of the early church apostolic fathers, and biblical interpretation of the biggest news and political stories of our day. Take VOH Radio with you on the go. Listen on demand weekly. New programs released every Monday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio.com, TuneIn, and more. To partner with us, please go to voh.church forward slash radio. That's voh.church forward slash radio. Or email us at radio at voh.church. You know, when I think about the growing impact of the Voice of Healing Radio, I think about all those throughout the world who have reached out to us to tell us about the radical changes in their lives and a desire to go deeper in the Word of God. There's a passion to see Jesus more than ever before. And we want to invite you to partner with us to continue sending this gospel that's transforming lives and so many people to the nations. For the gift of $50 or more, we would like to send you the VOH Radio hat And for your gift of $100 or more, we want to send you the VOH hat and hoodie featuring a quote from one of the favorite early church fathers, Origin. This is our gift to you for partnering with us to take VOH Radio to the world. Visit voh.church slash radio to donate now. You're listening to The Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petro. Blessings and welcome to VOH Radio. I'm your host today, Mike Petro. You know, we are seeing a lot of things happening in our country and the and the issues that are that are really popping up around us. You know, there's a question that we have to ask ourselves. Is things in our country, is things in the world going in a different direction? Or is God trying to get our attention? You know, so many times in the nation of Israel, Israel lost their ability for God to communicate with them because of their own desires, their own uh, their own agendas. And today we see that same thing happening in in Christian uh, the Christian world. Many churches, many denominations, Christians really think that uh, the Lord has. Uh, you know, to put up with their doctrines, with their ideas, with what they want done. We don't serve a God that bows to the, the doctrines of man or the doctrines of this world. Uh, recently, I just was reading about uh, uh, Franklin Graham, and I was shocked to see that he said that if Jesus was amongst us, that uh, Jesus would take the... Uh, COVID shot. And I thought, I mean, it's something that I have not been able to get out of my mind. I'm like, so the creator of the universe, the creator of all things, the word himself, the one that is the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, would have to take a COVID shot. He diluted Jesus down to a person. He diluted the king of glory down to a person of just uh, natural carnal means. 
And I was so shocked that this person, this leader could make such a statement that it, it bothered me. It bothered me to the point that I'm surprising more people haven't stood up to, to say that's just not right. I mean, think about our King, our Lord and our Savior, um, the one that went to the cross, the one that literally paid the price for all of us, the entire world, that he took the entire world's sin upon him, everyone he took upon them. Well, if you study what sin is, sin is anything that has come from the fall, which means any sickness, any disease, the common cold, the flu, COVID itself has all bowed itself to our Lord and Savior. So I don't think, matter of fact, I know that my Lord, my Savior would not need to take a, uh, a vaccination. He has authority over all things. And it's a shame. It's actually scary that somebody that's supposed to be educated in Scripture would make such a false statement about the creator of all things. We stand in a time and a season where I've said it week after week on this program that we are getting ready to see a massive move of God, massive move. And if we think that God's going to bow down to our stupidities on our carnal ways of thinking, we're sadly mistaken. The Lord destroyed the entire earth and only let eight men survive that, eight people survive that destruction, which was Noah and his family. And the reason that they survived, not because they were under some false grace or they were under some message that it was just going to be all all right. No, the Bible says that they found favor and they were righteous. It says that Noah was a righteous man in his generation. Meaning the Lord, he works with those that have right understanding. He works with those that, that understand, that know, that are hungry for his divine plan and his divine purpose. He's not, you know, when we talk about righteousness, it's not only speaking about right understanding of Scripture, but knowing the ways in the heart of God, when statements are made that Jesus would take the COVID uh, vaccine, it amazes me of the stupidity of that, of, that, of that statement. That God himself would submit himself literally to man's ability to save himself from, from this from this uh, bug or whatever it is. There's no need for that. Have we really diluted the truth down to the levels of, of where the Bible says that, you know, hey, this is just the way it is at the end of the age? Have we really gotten to the point that we believe the lie? See, a lot of people think the mark of the beast is a computer chip or this or, you know, I heard a pastor uh, not too long ago, just in the last few weeks, say that, 
oh, you got to watch the vaccination because, you know, uh, they're, they're going to put the chip in it, this and that. Well, if they're going to put the chip in the vaccine, then how's it going to get to the right hand or the forehead? See, these, these are statements are out of line to truth. And the bottom line is a vaccination, uh, no matter what it is, isn't going to uh, mark you with the beast. Could there be something else wrong with it? Sure. But, uh, you know, that's up for other people to make that decision. And that's uh, that's something that is between every person and their their belief, their faith. But to make an open statement that is very deceiving and to deceive multitudes of people because you have a platform and, and to believe that it's all going to be all right when you stand in front of the King of glory. Well, Lord, I just made a mistake. No, the Lord said that we will be judged by every word that proceeds out of our mouth. And the early church fathers, they weren't so forgiving when mistakes like that were made. Matter of fact, uh, there was an early church uh, believer. His name was Marcion. Marcion broke away from the early church fathers. And uh, his father was one of the bishops, which... And that time was considered even higher than an apostle. It was in the first couple hundred of the years of the church, and he taught a theology that some of our major denominations teach today. He teached a theology of once saved, always saved. And the early church refuted him and basically told their parishioners to stay away from this man because he was a false teacher. Yet we have this theology going through our churches today. That all you got to do is pray this prayer, and it's going to make everything right. Well, if you would study the early church, it wasn't about just praying a prayer. It was about a surrendered life. As a matter of fact, to be a believer, it was three years where you gave your life up front. And for three years, you studied the scripture. And there's other denominations say you don't need all that word. Well, but the early church taught every believer the word of God. As a matter of fact, those believers were so schooled, so discipled in God's word that any one of them could run a church, any one of them could teach, any one could teach the deeper things of scripture. It was required. And that teaching went from three and a three to three and a half years every day, three to five, six, seven hours a day, every believer, not just some believers, every one of them. How is it today we can just pray a prayer, take 30 seconds, and then we're in? Maybe that's why those believers were able to go into the lion's dens. Maybe that's why those believers were able to be hung on crosses and not, re, and not reject the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe that is why those believers would go through tribulation without trying to run from it. Maybe we're looking at a different believer because Paul says, if anybody pre, uh, preaches another gospel than the gospel I preach, let him be cursed and damned to hell. Let him be anathema. No, they didn't play. They didn't play with God's word. They fought for the truth. I want to go over with you a little bit today, Romans chapter 1. I'm going to start at verse 16. The Apostle Paul is talking to the church about the end of the age. And I, I love this scripture because for years I read this, never really coming to a realization of what it meant. And when the Lord showed it to me and opened my eyes to it, I realized that we either got to walk the walk 
that we're going to talk or not. We're not going to do what the Lord's telling us to do. We live in a state of deception. Again, those early believers were, for three to three and a half years, they were called catechumen. They were not even called a believer. A catechumen means one who's in training. Paul uses that word in the New Testament for the new believers. He didn't call them Christians. He called them people uh, learning, people that were in a state of learning. And that's the proof that that's the way the early church operated. So think about it. In the book of Revelations, there's a three and a half year period where people are given a chance to repent. Could it be that that's the way things are going to end up here shortly? Because we know we're in the time frame. We're in, we know that we are in that six days, 6,000 year frame that the early church talked about in the same way that God created the earth in six days and the seventh day he rested. The meaning of his, is this, Barnabas said, that in the end of 6,000 years, uh, all things will be accomplished for with the Lord one day is as a thousand years. He's quoting Peter, where Peter says, do not forget this one thing, a day is equal to a thousand years. How could the apostle that was appointed by Jesus tell us that basically at the end of 6,000 years, the Lord God was going to bring in the millennial kingdom? And we know that from Adam till Jesus is 4,000 years, and from Jesus till now is 2,000 years. So we're at the we're into the 6,000-year period. We're into that shift. And if they taught that, if the early whole early church believed that, one after another, then who are we to say, well, oh, we don't know, and who knows what's going to happen, or is it going to happen this way or that way? No. The Lord's already told us through those early men. Romans chapter 1, verse 16, the, Paul, hallelujah, tells us this, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it, in this gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. So Paul tells us about the gospel that when the gospel is preached, there comes a revelation, a manifestation of God. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed or the right understanding of God is revealed. So the gospel is just not like this, is Jesus's life story. In the gospel, there's a power that comes through those words that reveals the Father to us. And as we learn more, he reveals more. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. So when we hear this gospel and we understand this gospel, we go from faith to faith. We go from one understanding to a deeper understanding. Amen. For it is written, the just shall live by faith. So there is no faith. See, faith cannot be, well, I believe in Jesus. According to Paul, Faith comes by God revealing the gospel to us or revealing Christ to us and not just revealing Christ to it uh, to us, but the right understanding of God is revealed. So God reveals himself through the gospel of, of the Lord Jesus Christ. God is revealing to us his divine nature. God is revealing to us by faith his divine actions. The just shall live by faith. So 
when we understand that we live in this realm of faith or believing God's word, obviously right understanding and faith must be part of the same thing. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. For the just shall live by faith. So a just person lives by faith or a right understanding of God has been revealed to them. So if we're not understanding the scripture, if we're not studying scripture, if we're not pressing into the word of God, are we really living from faith to faith? Are we really understanding the righteousness of God? Because I'm telling you something, the world can see our nakedness. The world can see that we're not where we should be. It's a shame everybody else can see it, but the church doesn't see. We put up, we tolerate when people make false statements. Jesus would take a COVID shot. He would take a vaccination. The king, the creator of the universe would need medical help to make sure his fallen body would be safe from, from this uh, man-made demic. Because that's what it is. This was, this was something boiled up in a lab for a bigger purpose than just, uh, than just uh, you know, a mistake that was made in some meat market somewhere and people eating bats. Now, this, this thing has a, a, a more sinister uh, uh, plan behind it. But, you know, hey, a lot of people just don't even have the ability to see beyond it. They don't even have the discernment to realize, you know, what this thing is really all about. But that's for another, that's for another night. The reality of it is God is looking for those that will live by faith, those that have right understanding. The Bible says that, hallelujah, that our faith is what actually brings us to a fuller salvation. When we see the scripture says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Meaning if I don't have faith, it really also means I have no right understanding. And if I don't have right understanding, I really don't understand the gospel. God's not been revealed to me. So we need to understand that the Lord is just not going to keep letting this go. See, judgment is not coming into the world because of the world's wickedness. Judgment and the wrath of God is being poured out because the church is not where it should be. The scripture is very clear. Judgment will begin first in the house of God. And all I got to do is read one more verse about the just living by faith. Verse 18, Paul says, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. So God's wrath is being revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. He's coming against the ungodly and the unrighteous. He's coming against those that do not have a God-likeness or knowing God, right? So 
in the two verses before, he's talking about how that the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. Well, God doesn't reveal himself to the world. He reveals himself to the believer, and he expects the believer to be righteous. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteous men who suppress the truth and unrighteousness. This has nothing to do with the world. He's saying, my wrath will be poured out on all those in my church that are unrighteous, lack of right understanding, have no revelation. Why? Because the righteousness of God is revealed. So if God's righteousness is being revealed from faith to faith, that means our faith should be growing in that revelation of who Jesus really is. We should know him more and more and more, not just an hour on a Sunday. So God is gonna reveal his wrath against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. So he's he's saying here, those men that are unrighteous, those men that do not know me, and they're suppressing the truth, these are the ones I'm coming to deal with. Next verse, verse 19, because what may be known of God, what may be known of God is manifest or revealed in them. What may be known of God is revealed in them because God has shown it to them. So the Lord has not shown it to the world. The Lord has shown it to the believer. So the wrath of God is going to be poured out on the church because the church is not revealed what might be made known of God. They don't look like Jesus. They don't act like Jesus. They do what they want to do. They live in the bars. They, they, they uh, live the life they want to live. Jesus is an afterthought on a Sunday. The wrath of God has revealed it from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteous men who suppress the truth and unrighteousness. Because what may be known of God is manifest, revealed in them, for God has shown it to them. Meaning when the Lord shows us something, right now you're seeing something. Right now, as you listen to this program, God is showing you something. And he's saying, what are you going to do with what I'm showing you? Because everything is shifting. We are in the season of that shift. We are in the season of that wrath being poured out. We're in the season that the Lord wants to move in a way that has really never been seen in the earth. Jesus talks about the latter house might uh, the latter house will be greater than the former house, meaning the end time move will be a greater move than the move that happened two thousand years ago. Paul said, "I'm a man born in the wrong season. I'm a man born at the wrong time." Why would Paul say that unless he knew that he knew? that what we were going to see would be greater. He wanted to be born at this time. He won, The man that wrote two-thirds of the New Testament wanted to be born in our time, in our season. You know, today I remember growing up, I remember ministers. I remember ministers in the Protestant churches, evangelical churches that we went to. I remember them standing up and preaching you know, with authority. I remember them preaching the word of God in a way that those men didn't tolerate sin. But today we have a non-offensive gospel. 
Matter of fact, that's that's the name of it, the non-offensive gospel. Why? My mother had this saying. She said, you can catch more flies with sugar, meaning if it's sweet, they'll come to it. But the problem is, why would anybody want to catch a fly other than to get rid of them? We can see in the Bible that the Bible over and over is telling us that tares will be removed. First, the tares will be removed, meaning the tares are a people that are in the church. Many shall come in that day and say, Lord, Lord, and he'll say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity, twisted teachings, I don't know you. Meaning the Lord's going to get rid of the twisted teachers. That's what the scripture is saying. As it was in the days of Noah, so it shall be at the coming of the Son of Man. They were eating, drinking, marrying, and giving in marriage till the flood came and took them away. Who is the they and the them that were removed first? As it was in the days of Noah, so it shall be at the coming of the Son of Man. They were eating, drinking, marrying, and giving in marriage until the flood came and took them all away. The they and the them are those wicked ones. It's the tares. It's the bad fish. It's the ones that will be removed first. The issue is, are you ready? I'm, I'm not talking to the world now. I'm not talking about praying a sinner's prayer. I'm talking about repentance. I'm talking about we need in the body of Christ to move to repentance and, and stand up and say, Lord, I'm not where I should be. Lord, I need to make this right. Lord, I need you to come and save me while there's still time because time is running out. Surely the, there's going to be many, many people saying, Lord, give us, the, uh, give us your oil. Give us your oil. He's going to say, you're going to have to go buy that oil. There's a price to pay for this. And we are in that time. We really need to get back. Jesus said, go back to what you once knew. Talking to, to the church at the end of the age, it's time for the church to go back to what it once understood, the church to get ready and get right. Not according to the way the church wants to do it. Not according to the way where we just feel pews to make bigger churches. I don't want a church with a bunch of people that are weak and don't listen. Jesus didn't want that type of church. Jesus got rid of 5,000, he got rid of 3,000, he got down to 120. See, the Lord is looking for those that want a, a relationship with him, a real relationship, not a false relationship based upon what we want, but a relationship based upon what he asks and he desires from us. You have the ability to make that choice. That choice is yours today if you'll get serious with him. I'm Mike Petro, and this is VOH Radio. If you enjoyed today's podcast, partner with us by heading to voh.church forward slash radio. That's voh.church forward slash radio. Your financial gift helps the Voice of Healing Radio bring revelation to God's kingdom and to the nations. Have a testimony or prayer request? Call us at one 877 440-3737. That's 1-877-440-3737. Or send us an email at radio at voh.church. And don't forget to add VOH Radio on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for your current updates. 
This is the Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petro.